Kach Dalad Omad Alef, 12 lines from the bottom. Om Rabbi Yitzchak. 12 lines, Om Rabbi Yitzchak, okay? Okay. Where the double dots are. Om Rabbi Yitzchak. Om Rabbi Yitzchak, yeah? Okay. Om Rabbi Yitzchak. Says Rabbi Yitzchak, Tefach Be'isha Ereba. A tefach of exposed skin in a woman is considered ervo. The word ervo means nakedness. And that obviously refers to the parts of the body that are normally covered. Obviously, you know, if you look at somebody's hand, hand is not covered. So there's no problem at all about that. So. Unless she's dressed in a post box. Huh? Unless Unless she's dressed in a post box. Okay, yeah. Lamai. <laughs> so now regarding what was this Omorabietz or Tefak Beisha Erevo, it just brings a statement. But what does it mean? Referring to what? If you're saying it means you, the, the issa of looking of looking at a woman, right? So therefore, you cannot look at a, you shouldn't look at a woman at, with, in, with the intention of in, of enjoying her beauty, etc., etc. That can't be. Why? For Omer of Sheshes, Rav Sheshes says, "Lomo mono hakosov tachshit in shebechutz im tachshit shebefnim." Translation of that means. Why does the Torah list the outer jewellery together with the inner jewellery? Why does the Torah list, uh, give a list of the outer jewellery? Why does the Torah mention together the outer jewellery and the inner jewellery? Now we'll see in a minute what this means. What this means is as follows. When the soldiers, the the, uh, Yiddish soldiers came back from Midian, yes, they said to Moshe Rabbeinu the following words, is korban Hashem. We're going to bring an offering to Hashem. Ish Hashem Mozart Kli Zahov. This is a, a posik in Matos. Anyone that found a, a, a gold vessels, Etz Odor is an anklet. Do they have these things in, in, in jewellery? Yeah, a gold anklet around oh, yeah, the ankle? Yeah. yeah. And um, to, uh, the Tzomid Somid is a, a, <coughs> a bracelet. Tabas is a ring. And then Ogil Vakumos. Now, Ogil Vakumos, an Ogil is like what they used to call a chastity belt. What it means is, yeah, they, they, they put a, a, an ornament, they put something over the woman's private parts in order to protect her that she shouldn't be attacked. Yeah, that, that is what a Kumos is. An ogil is a cast, a certain cast which goes up on the top part on the breasts of the of the woman. So now what we're saying is like this: the the so we've got all different sorts of jewellery there. Yeah, we've got the we've got the anklet and the bracelet and the ring, and we've got the ogil and the kumos. Now the ogil and the kumos that's considered tashit in shebifnim. Okay, that's called the inner jewellery, the intimate jewellery. Which a, a woman wears around her private parts. That all the other ones, they're on a finger, on, on a hand, a bracelet, on a neck, well, whatever it is, that's okay. Now, what Roshashas is saying is the following. Now, it says like this, Vanakrevis Korban Hashem. We wanted to offer a Korban Hashem, the soldier said, Hashem, to atone as a Kapora. What was their Kapora? In case they had bad thoughts about women, Therefore, that's why we want to bring this jewellery as a kapora. So what Rav Sheish is saying is like this, that since this carbon was brought specially to, as a kapora, 
for any bad thoughts that they might have had it would make sense just to bring the intimate jewellery because it's like midah connected midah because we had bad thoughts about a woman a woman's private part whatever it was so we bring the jewellery of the woman's private parts why do we have to bring all the other in other words what kapora got to do with bringing a bracelet or an anklet or an, a ring etc that's what Rav Sheshus says and now, now let's go back to Gemara again but Omar Rav Sheshus Rav Sheshus says Lomo mona of tachshit in shebechutz in tachshit in shebifnim when, when the, when their soldiers came back, they mentioned all the jewellery that they're going to give, ordinary jewellery, together with intimate jewellery, which means the jewellery that was worn over a private path. Why is it all mentioned together? If it's for a kapora, it should only be the intimate jewellery. Right? So, lacha to tell you, kala mistakel shal isha, keilu mistakel It's all lumbered together, so if somebody looks even at a little finger of a woman, but does it in a way, in, in sort of with impure thoughts, then it's as if he looks at a private part. So in other words, the ring which goes on her finger is equivalent to the jewellery that goes on her private parts to tell you that if you look at a woman's finger with the wrong thoughts, then it's ke'ilu, you're even, is, is as bad as if you're looking at her private parts. So Mimela, Right, since the issa of looking at a woman even applying a little finger, that can't be the issa to which Rabbi Yitzchok referred to, because when Rabbi Yitzchok said tefach beisha ervo, right, he's talking about like this. He's talking about uh, parts that are normally covered, whereas the finger is always exposed. So therefore. That can't be the Isra. So when Rabbi Yitzchak says, Tefah Isha Erva, it can't be to tell you that just, you mustn't look at her. Right? Because not looking at her, you mustn't even looking at the little finger. And Tefah Isha Erva obviously refers to a part which is exposed, which shouldn't be exposed. And the finger where the ring is on is always exposed. So Ella Shema. We must say that Rabbi Yitzchak statement was made in reference to his wife and saying Shema. So meaning that you can't say Shema if you can see a tefach of his wife's body that's normally covered. Even his wife. Full stop. Okay, so that's it. So that, that's, that, that's, that explains now Omra Bietzal Tefach Isha Erva comes to talk about Kriya Shema that you can't say Kriya Shema in front of your wife if there's a tefach not covered. Omra Chista. Shok b'isha erbo, the thigh of a woman. Yeah, the, the thigh, the thigh is the, the leg, the leg, the top part of the leg is the thigh. That's considered erbo. Shenema, as it says, gali shok ivri nahoras, expose the thigh, ivri nahoras and cross rivers. Ochsiv, and in the very next passage it says, tigal ervoseich, your nakedness will be exposed. It uses the word erbo. Also, your embarrassment will be seen. So, since the word shaykh, the thigh, is followed in the next posuk by the word ervosech, which is ervo, comes to tell you that shaykh is considered ervo. Omar Shmuel says, Shmuel, the voice of a woman is considered ervo. Now, obviously, yeah, the, the Mephoshim explained this means a woman singing, not to her speaking. If a woman speaking, it would be ervo. <laughs> 
Oh, I see. Yeah, then we could uh, we could never go home, could we? So, it, it, if a woman is singing, then that is considered erva. And again, that refers to so a, a, a person cannot say shema. We can hear a woman singing. Shenem, as it says in the positive, how do we know that a woman's voice is considered an Arab? The Posik says this is a Posik in Shashirim. Right? And it shows, Rashi explains, since it says, your voice is sweet, and you look nice as well. So it shows that since it compares looking nice to Kyle to a voice, that it shows that a female object, a female uh, voice, is an object of desire to men, and therefore it's considered an erva. The hair of a woman is considered erva. Again, this this means a married woman, obviously not a single girl. Um, it says, "Your hair is like a flock of goats." And it mentions the posit before. This is again in Shia Shirim. Hinach Yofa Rayosi. You are beautiful, Rayosi, my love. And then it says, Sarek Eidah Izim. Your hair is like a flock of goats. It says, Shagolshim Hagilod. Streaming down from Hagilod. Again, since it's praised in the posit, you can tell it's an object of desire. Now, very interesting. I mentioned this last time. Aruch HaShulchan has got a, got a heter. And he says like this. In a generation where most married women do not wear shaitals, do not cover, or do not cover their hair, right? then exposed hair is not considered erva. Right? And therefore a person, he says, a person can say shema, and other fillers as well, even if you can see the hair of a married, man, a married woman, in such circumstances where the other generation don't do it. Before the war, a lot of people, you know, a lot of women didn't do it. Mishnah Brewer's mechulik with this, and he said that since a married woman has a chiv to cover hair, then it's one, it's one of the parts of the body is always classified as erva, irrespective of what the local practice is. Okay. Om Rebbe Chanina, says Rebbe Chanina, Ani ro'isi as Rebbe shatolot tefillov. I once saw Rebbe hang his tefillin from a peg. Uh, you know that you've got a peg in the cloakroom where you put your coat oh, on. Ah, ah, ah. So you, a hook. So you, the the, the tefillin was hanging. Ask the Gemara Meisvei Gemara Ask the Kasha. Our toilet tefillin of Yitalo Loichayov. Bryce says somebody who suspends his tefillin, who hangs his tefillin, leaving them dangling, his life will be suspended. Right. In other words, it, it, you can't do it. The interpreters of, of, of the hidden meanings in the Psukim says, it says in, in it, there's a posuk in, in, in the Tachocho. It said, your life will be suspended before you. And what does this refer to? Somebody who leaves his tefillin dangling. So what do we see from that? It's also to do it. It's also to leave your hang- tefillin hanging. So how could Rebbe do that? Because Rebbe, Rebbe, we said, on Rebbe Chanina, Rebbe Chanina gave Aders, Anira Isi as Rebbe Shetolot Tfilov. I saw Rebbe hanging his twin in, dangling thing. But we can see from here, it's strictly forbidden. How could he do it? I said, come on, I like Kasha. So there's no question. Hobber is Suwa Hobber The brighter which says you can't do it, that is where you suspend it by the strap. In other words, the strap is hanging on the hook. 
And therefore, it's the tefillin boxes which have got all the kedusha which are hanging, which are left dangling. That's not that you mustn't do. That's no respect to the to the boxes. But what Rebbe did was he hung the tefillin by the box. In other words, the box was on the hook. So what was dangling? Only the straps. That's not so even though the straps have got a certain amount of kedusha. We learned that before in the Gemara because you take you tie the tefillin with it and it's also got sheen talit etc. It's got a certain amount of kedusha, but again. It's not as much kedusha as the boxes, and therefore that's okay if you hang it by the by the box. So the the it's only the red suicide. What kind of word is kitsisa? What kind of word is it? Kitsisa means the box. Yeah. I don't know where it comes from. Yeah, yeah, it's an unusual word. The ebois ema, or you can say loishno ritsua, the loishno kitsisa osa. There's no difference. In other words, you're not allowed to hang the tefillin up by the, by, by the boxes, and you're not allowed to ha- hang them up by the straps either. Aye, so Rebbe must have done one of them. So how could he do it if, if the price says you can't? No, the, what, when, when he said, I saw Rebbe suspend his tefillin from a peg, it doesn't mean the tefillin themselves. The tefillin was in a bag, and this bag he was suspending. Therefore, it was okay to do. Says the Gemara, if so, why... The Gemara would not bring a, a sort of that that Rebbe Hanina says something that, about Rebbe gives ages about Rebbe unless we learn something from it. If he's hanging it from a bag, what's the chiddush? It's obviously you're allowed to hang it from a bag. That's not a problem. So no, my old tamer might thought he bought a You might have said that the tefillin, since they've got kedusha, they've got to be put on a table on a shelf. Or you've actually got to put them on something. Just like a safer tire. A safer tire you can't leave dangling from, from a, then you've got to put it, you put it down, you put it on the table, etc. So there, Kamash Malon, therefore it forms that, no, it's tefillin, it's okay. Right? But, uh, it is, as long as they're only suspended by the bag that they're in, by the covering, that's no problem. So it was no problem to do that. Right? Which it was starting literally the last line, the bottom line. Yeah, he's just popped out for a second. He just came at a good time, Clive, because we're just starting, just literally the bottom line. After Allah The next section. Hey, hey, hey! They'll be moved. Have they been moved around? Middle. Nice moving story. Yeah, that's it. Okay. don't think Clive was late. Clive was doing a mitzvah, taking Jack home. It's sadic, Clive. Okay, Kaf Dalla Dalla Dalla. 24A. 24A, yeah. And literally down the bottom, the, the bottom line, Omra B'chanina. We'll be on that page in, in about 10 seconds. <laughs> right, and we just quoted something which Rabbi Hanina gave Adus 
about what he saw Rebbe doing. So now the Gemara is going to carry on and give another instance of Rabbi Hanina giving aidas about Rebbe. So I'm Rabbi Hanina, and he wrote Isi as Rebbe, Shagihek, that during Shemun Esra, he burped. He, he, he belched. Ah, he made a noise ah, from his ah, mouth. Ah, yeah, yeah, I don't know what that is in bilch, Yiddish. Bilch, bilch. Yeah, to belch is in English, yeah. Okay, Upiek, he yawned. Then his Atesh, and he sneezed. The rock, and he spat on the ground. This was all during Shmanesra. On the Mashmesh Babigdai, now, according to Rashi, Rashi and Tyson have got Machlaikas what this means. According to Rashi, it means he had a lice on, on his garment that was biting him. Yeah. A little fly, you know, was yeah. biting him. And he couldn't dove like that. Yeah. So he took his beggar and he didn't want to touch the hat, because it says if you touch the, the, the lice with your hand, you've got to wash your hands. Yeah. In the middle of Shimon he couldn't do it. So he took his beggar yes. to, to get rid of it. Right? Have a light higher misatev, but he would not wrap himself in a talus if it fell from his shoulders during during Shmanesra. Right now, Tosfos says, let's have a look at the top tosfos. So, the top tosfos on the right, right in the top. The mashbish are big. The pirushati lahavik hakinohakatosa. In order to take off this lice, which was biting him. Right, and it, that's not considered a hafsok or anything like that because he can't dump properly when it, when it, when a sort of fly is trying biting him. I'm right, thinking if you're doing the nida, yeah, and you're not sure what to say, you can go and check, then go back to your. Face. Yeah, anything to do with it's, it's like a similar thing. You know, you're not allowed to speak after you wash Allah tell us the dime, but if you want to say bring the salt, yeah, you can do that. That's not considered an interruption because it's all relevant, rega- relevant to the yeah. situation. So but he would not put his talus on him, talisa, if the talus fell off. Or tre milininu. is saying that according to Fi Rashi, when we was talking about Rebbe, it was two separate things. One was Mamashmash Babigdai, that he would remove a lice from from himself where he was being bitten in the middle of Davening. And a second thing was, but Miss Atef he wouldn't, if his talus had fallen down, he wouldn't put it on. Which is very different to what the Gemara originally said. There's a big difference between belching and removing. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. These, these are various things. These are various things. In other words, the first four things were were belching, yawning, oh, sneezing, etc. And this is a fifth thing. Oh, the fifth yeah. thing was the mashish for big die that he removed the lice. And the sixth thing was that if his talus fell off, he would not put it on. Rashi Otaisa says, Rabbeinu Chanan will perish the chodomilzi. No, it's all one. Nothing to do with lice. <coughs> And it means Purishma Mashmesh but Big Dai, Tikhen Big Dai, says the Gosabach. It means he was massacring his beged, Shlayipel Mal Raisha, shouldn't fall off his head. Avlim Nofal Mal Raisha, but if it did fall from his head, Laihoyumis Ate, if he didn't put it on, Shahari, he have soccer, because it's considered a have soccer in Misate, if he puts it on, Kivan Shanofal Lagamre, since it falls off completely. In other words, what we're saying is, according to Rashi, Rashi does not mention if you look at it just says if his talus fell off it doesn't say if it just slipped off off his shoulders or it completely fell off it doesn't say that right but Tysus says we're talking about because it fell completely but if it had just fallen a little bit 
then, then, then he would put it back on. So, anyway, so the Malbots in Russia and Russian told us exactly what it means. But, but these are um, sorry. There could be much more, much greater disturbance that his talents are lying down on the floor. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. So, so the the, the, the poskim discuss, what, you know, what is the situation if is if it falls off completely or not doesn't fall off completely, right? And. Um, I think, if I'm not wrong, the halachlamais is that you shouldn't really put it on. However, if it's so disturbing to you that your talus is lying on the floor, which it probably would be disturbing to most people, then you can put it, wait till the end of that bracha, and then I think you put it on. I with, think with the bracha? I, no, you can't say a bracha in the middle of the Shemana Isn't that the If it falls no. off completely, yeah. you normally do have to say Yeah, but not in the, when you're in the no, middle of Shemana Esra. Yeah. You so can't do that. Even this morning, when I, believe it or not, I accidentally knocked over Safer on the floor mm-hmm. during Kadusha. Yeah. So what do I do? So I said Kadusha. Yeah, you say Kadusha and then you pick it up then. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's like we had, we're going to come to the thing, the same halacha is if you have to go to the toilet during davening, then you don't say the Asher Yotzat till after Shmanesra. Same thing. We'll discuss that. We're going to come to that point. Okay, and when you would yawn during Shemana Esra, we're carrying on in the Gemara. And when he would yawn during Shemana Esra, literally it means he would put his hand on his chin, but I think it means he would cover his open, Rashi says to cover his open mouth. Like we do when we yawn, manners, you, you put your hand over your mouth, right? Now he says that the, the, um, yeah, sorry, yeah, that's right, because it's not nice for somebody to see, to see his open mouth. I think, um, Rosh Hashanah, so tear up Sikha's pib. People should not see an open mouth, it's not particularly nice. Right? Okay. So these are all the things that Rebbe did. Again, what, he, what did he, this is the things that Rabbi Hanina saw Rebbe doing during his Shemana Esra. I don't know whether Rabbi Hanina perhaps wasn't concentrating on Shemana Esra, that he noticed all these things. He did that, or he dabbled already. Yeah, he dabbled in the early minion. And he came in to observe and he saw Rebbe doing all these things. Right? Yeah. Any case, so again, he burped, belched, he yawned, he sneezed, he spat on the ground, he got rid of a lice, he wouldn't put his talus on if it had fallen off, and when he was, when he did yawn, he used to put his hand in front of his mouth. So these were all the things that Rebbe Hanina observed Rebbe doing. I met the Babaji, told one ハンディーバブチョトウビトウビトウビトウビトウビトウビトウビトウビトウビトウビトウビトウビトウビトウビトウビトウビトウビトウビトウビトウビトウビトウビトウビトウビトウビトウビトウビトウビトウビトウビト
even during the quiet shamanesque, you can hear a buzz coming from them. Buzz. I can what? hear words sometimes. And words, and it's not right. Right? Harizama Katane Amono says, The vote says you've got to hear what you're saying. You have to. Yeah, you have you, to. You're not a guy next you, to you. I know, but if you, you. if you have to, and people are very sensitive, you will hear. This, you know. Yeah, but that's that's, that's wrong. But somebody who raises his voice, the first case we're talking about, he allows his voice to be heard by somebody else. So in other words, he said that he's not saying he shouts and shouts it, but he says it loud enough that his neighbour can hear it. He shouldn't do that. Could you argue? But I'm going to be. I'm, I'm going to be. Um, I'm you play Yes. Some people when they are devoted to praying to Hashem they, they, they raise their voice because of enthusiasm yes now the Gemara will discuss that in a minute but that's only be a chidus when you're not disturbing other people there, there is a certain Hasidish sect um, Rabbi Gershon Hagel was telling me last in the Shia who Beshitta they scream who's that Kalinas oh Kalinas yeah they shout they blow your head off the Kalinas Kalinas they shout in Dublin like you've never heard the gold coat they wear gold gold beckish shovels no no not quite and they once went to another shul Gershon was saying and the Rob said please do not disturb the whole shul and they couldn't, the they couldn't stop it. They couldn't stop it. A sibyl is always so more low. important than a yochid. So to, 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 you know, yeah, if, if you want to be from, on, 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 on the plates, in other words, on, because, yeah. you know, that somebody else should suffer as a result. The other sibyl, they can't concentrate on what they're saying because they can hear you davening. That is not right. So now, how might be a kind of philosopher? Somebody davens so loud, Harizem in the He's like the Navi Sheker, the false prophets, because Rashi explains the false prophets. He says, Vayikru Godel. They used to shout out in a loud voice. It's wrong. Okay, so now we come to, to the next part. Megahek or Mephahek. One, and, and it's not only in Shman Esra. The rest of davening as well. If somebody davens too loud and disturbs other people, it's wrong. It's wrong. You, you're not supposed to do it. You want a daven sort of, it gives you kavona, etc. We'll see in a minute that beachidus is okay, but not, not in public if it's disturbing to other, if you daven that's so loud that he disturbs other people. Megayakamafaik, somebody who burps or yawns during davening, harizem migase He is considered arrogant. Well, what sort of a chutzpah is that in front of you? You're in the Hushman Ezra praying to God. Would you do that in front of a king if you went there? It's involuntary. What? Oh, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. The Gemara will discuss that. Hamis Atesh bit Philosophy. Somebody who sneezes during davening, Simon Ralai, it's a bad sign for him. Yesh Omrim and other people say, Nikashu Machur. You can see it's evident from this that he's a low level person. What? Alright, one minute. We will see. All the questions that you're asking now are all asked in the Gemara. So, Borosha Kavanta. So, Harok Bitsvidasai, similar to somebody who spits during during davening, Ki'ilu Rok as if he spat before the king. Alright? He's as if, um, what's his name, the, the leader of the um, opposition, Corbyn, he had a meeting today with yeah. Theresa May, finally agreed. Imagine he would have walked in, he would have spat at her. That is what it is. You're spitting because you're on Shemun Esra, you're lifting Melech Malchem Lachem Gorosh Barachun, you spit. That is like spitting in front of a king. Oh, so now, now, now the Gemara asks the Kwasha. We see 
that Rebbe was Megahik or Mephahik. Meaning, he brought up wind, he, he belched, or pa, and he yawned. Now, what do we say? What does the Bryces say? Megahik or Mephahik, Harizem Megase Haruch. Somebody does that is considered arrogant. So how could Rebbe do that? That's the question. Ah, so the, yeah. Who is the least, most humble of all people? That's right. So we say like this: Bishle like Kasha. belching and yawning. That's no problem for what Rav Chanina told us about Rebbe. When Rebbe did these themes, he did it against his will. Right. In other words, when he brought up wind, when he burped, or when he yawned, he didn't want to do it. He couldn't help it. Therefore, that was okay. Kandler at Sinai, when we're saying they're begase haruach, they're arrogant if they do it, as if you can control yourself, but you can't, you don't care less. Then it's gase haruach, then it's arrogant to do that. You're in the middle of talking to Hashem, so control yourself. So it's more suggesting mm-hmm. that belching and yawning yeah. can be controlled. Well, we're talking about that certain times it can be controlled, certain times it can't be controlled. So when Rebbe, when it happened to Rebbe, he couldn't control himself, so there was yeah, nothing wrong. But, yeah. but, but, when the Brighter says that somebody, if somebody does belch a yawn, Harizem he's an arrogant person, that's talking about if he does it on purpose, meaning he can control himself, he could have avoided it, he could have held it in, but he didn't bother. So, is that a thing you would do in front of a king? No, certainly you shouldn't do it in front of Melamon Chaim Lochem. I'm saying, is it always involuntary? Well, presumably not. If no. Never say so. Sometimes you can hold it back. You, you never sit, sit, you never have a situation where, yeah, even if you sort of feel that like you have to have a yawn, you can't control it. Not always, sometimes you can't, like Rebbe couldn't. But sometimes you can. And if you can control it, and you can control a burp as well, yeah. If you can control it, yeah. then if you nevertheless let go and you do oh, do it, yeah. that's Mikasei Ruach. Okay? Yes. Yeah, so el- sorry? I'm trying to think of examples. Personally, mm. I-, I can't differentiate. All right, well, okay. Try so, harder, Clive. Sorry? Yeah. You have to try harder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's something called keep your head in front of you. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, what that's, we said. That's that's a, a, we said that when, when, uh, when he yawned, that's what we said. So in other words, he did it, he couldn't help it. For example, he yawned, but he couldn't help the yawn. So at least what he did was the next best thing, to put his hand over his mouth. It's not nice. But you said the Gemara says you should put your hand in front of your mouth, but it shouldn't see you inside of your mouth. Yeah. So that's not the general medical. Yeah. The reason why we do yeah. it is to yeah. stop germs coming out of your mouth. That's why we do it. That's All right, okay. Well, that's I the mean, general medical. Okay. That's, right, that's what Rashi says. It's not nice for a person to see inside yeah, somebody's yeah. mouth. So, it's yeah. Yeah, because of the germs coming out of your mouth. That's yeah. the, not what Rashi said. But it, there's a contradiction between sneezing, right? Because what do we say? Rebbe sneezed, right? Mm-hmm. And then we said, but however, Hamas Ashish Bitfilosa says the Bryces, Simon Ralai, it's a bad sign. For Yesh, I another say, you see that he's a low class individual. So how could Rebbe sneeze? Now here, you can't, we can't differentiate between sneezing against your will or sneezing deliberately, right? Because sneezing is always, uh, um, it's, it's never involuntary. It's never, you know, it's never on purpose you do it. You can't, you yeah. sneeze, you can't help. So you can't answer the same as we just answered regarding Megayakam a fight, right? 
So you can't, so it's, so, 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 so it's a stira. So answer the Gemara, Miss Afisha, Miss Afisha, Namid Lakashi. It's not a kasha. Kamalamal or Kamalamata. When Rebbe Hanina says that Rebbe was misate, she's talking about a sneeze from the nose, a normal sneeze. Kamalamata, in the Brysa, it means a sneeze from below. Meaning, as Rashi said, he was breaking wind oh. loudly. We just use it, it's a sort of a nice term, it's a Loshan Noki, and it's Atesh, but it doesn't really mean sneezing. So what Rebbe did was a proper sneeze. Right? That's okay. But, um, what the Bryson talks about, that it's not a good thing to sneeze, that is if, if you pass, uh, pass wind loudly, it says, so loudly. Mafiach, Mafiach Bakol. Yeah. So can also be in yeah, yeah, it can do. But it, what obviously, what obviously talking about, we're talking about a person who, who couldn't help it. I'm sorry, I mean a person who could help it. Right? If a person can't help it, he can't help it. But it says here, Mefiach Bakol, Rashi says. He did it loudly. And that's you, when you, the Gemara... You, you can control yourself. And you that's know? when the Gemara refers to he's not a simon ra, it's a yeah, bad Yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, that's a simon ra, and it's also a low class to do thing like that. You yeah. Can, sort of that, that sort of thing you can sort of control. So, Omar Avzeira, Ravzeira said, The following thing was made known to me in the Yeshiva of Rav Amnona, and to me, it was of equal importance to all the rest of my learning. Why? Because he used to sneeze a lot. Rashi says, I think, here we are, yeah. The Chaviva, it was beloved to me, I was so happy to hear this, because he used to sneeze, talking about the nose, from the nose, a proper sneeze. And now, because up to now, he learned that if you sneeze, it's bad, etc., etc. So when they say, no... When you say it's bad, it doesn't really mean sneezing, it means passes, passing wind loudly. So he was very happy to hear that. Because one who sneezes from his nose is a good sign for him. Why? Because just as he has satisfaction in this world, meaning he has relief. Because when a person is about to sneeze, and then he does sneeze, he feels relieved for that. So there's satisfaction above in Shemayim. What does that mean? And that means Rashi says, etc. To answer all his tefillas. Oh. Right? That's right. That's right. So we're saying here on the contrary, as somebody who sneezes, it's a good sign. So he was so happy to hear that because he was a big sneezer. Why right? is it a good sign? I don't know. Why is it a good sign? To uh, why? Why is it a good yeah, sign? Be- well, because he says it's a good, the same that you get a nachas ruach and a matzah. What's the Indian of sneezing? That's a good sign. No, it, it, it's not a matter of the sneezing. It's because the same way that you get relief when no, you do it down here, it's so 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 you get a nachas ruach and a matzah as well. It is a matter. It has also negative yeah, because Yaakov Avinu sneezed and then, then, then he died because in, in those days you didn't sneeze. And that's why that meant you were going to die. Yeah, that's right, that's right. But what we're talking about in the in, in the times of the Gemara, it was a good thing. It was a good thing. So we see there's nothing wrong with sneezing during Shemad Esra, Esra and therefore it's obvious that the Brisa must be when it says Nisateish, 
it was talking about um, about breaking wind. That that's where it's Simon Raleigh, and it's you can recognise that he's a low person. When you sneeze, it's not there. Big. 